As I sat and watched the kids clicking on their keyboards or their mice, enraptured by the opportunity to take advantage of the coffee shop's free Wi-Fi access after days of travel in the RV, I breathed a sigh of relief as the telltale signs of calm descended over them. Arizona, our third state in as many weeks, and the last stretch had been long on the travel and short on the hotel rooms or RV parks, so they were bursting with energy and running me ragged. The two hours or so I'd give them here while I sip my frozen drink and Clarence worked on his great American novel, though, would calm them and make the next six-hour leg of our journey bearable. I was looking forward to a ride without bickering preteens and letting the cold burst of vanilla and cream overpower my tongue when she walked in. It's the wrong word, but wholesome is the only one I can use to describe her. She had hair that hung in waves to her shoulders. Golden hair the real golden that movie producers try to create when they make films with princesses. She wore a white, collarless pullover, not quite a shirt and not quite a sweater, but it fit beautifully around her breasts, which seemed perfectly proportioned to her body, ample and firm and lovely in the vague outline of her bra, which was visible by the impression it left against the fabric, and not because of any color showing through. She wore very tight and short shorts. Maybe that's why it seems wrong to describe her as wholesome. Her perfect, slender legs rose from her sports trainers up over her ankles, and it was only at the very place they reached the curve of her perfect heart-shaped ass that I stopped seeing her smooth and flawless skin and saw the denim of the shorts. And though I knew that Clarence would have instantly strained against his pants had he saw her, the effect, though it elicited lust, wasn't one of sluttiness. Instead, she had an air of sweetness about her. I judged her to be eighteen or nineteen years old. So maybe it was her youth that made her seem wholesome. It certainly wasn't innocence, though. I didn't look at her and imagine her to be inexperienced or virginal. Just wholesome. She was all I'd desired and been unable to express. From the very day Clarence and I had agreed that we would have a threesome, I'd tried to picture the woman I would want for it. And though he pointed out nearly every attractive woman we came across, it was never quite right. I'd pointed out some of my own, and I suppose it was my desire to see my husband behind the girl pushing into her while her mouth worked on me that made me pay particular attention to their asses. Still, none of the women with the lovely apple-cheeked asses I'd pointed out or he'd pointed out were perfect. They were only acceptable. This one was perfect. At the time, Clarence was picking up fast food for the kids, and when he returned, I brought him to the RV while the kids played their online games and fucked him right there in the parking lot moving myself above him and telling him he was sexy and manly, though all the while my pussy clenched around his cock not because of my desire or my love for him, but because of the visions of the girl's blonde waves brushing over my thighs as her tongue worked my clit, and my man pushed up and into her. When we finished, Clarence held me, and I thrilled to know that I had made him feel desirable and special and needed, but the remnants of the orgasm still sending chills of delight over me, came from thoughts of the blonde coffee drinker and not of my mate of 21 years. I didn't tell him about it, but each night as we made our way to Texas, thoughts of her filled my head. I'm sure he noticed I was more aggressive. I focused on routine so the boys would be occupied with their movies in the back of the RV and the girls would be asleep on their converted beds in the front so I could climb up to the bunk above the cab and move furiously atop him in the evenings. I would wake him in the mornings before we had to drive by putting my mouth on him and imagining it was the princess-haired girl's lips the head of his cock traveled through, and that it was her back and ass he caressed as his shaft pulled in and out. In the daytime, while he drove, I stole away to the bathroom and ran my hand furiously over my clit, 
imagining it was her tongue that drove me to a shattering orgasm while I watched her soft green eyes stare up at me. During the two weeks we meandered our way to and then into the Lone Star State, Clarence came every morning in my mouth while his hand drove me to my own climax. Every night he pushed up into me, and every day, more often than not twice per day, I would touch myself while the RV vibrated over Arizona, New Mexico, and Texas highways until my body erupted in the sensations of pleasure I sought. But then, her face was etched into my mind indelibly, and I couldn't kiss my husband or touch him or touch myself without seeing her face and imagining her. It was all-consuming, and no sooner would I finish and feel my spasms squeezing my fingers before the desire started again, and I think I would have turned the RV around and camped right in the coffee shop parking lot just for an opportunity for one more chance glimpse of her.